0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Praise God. Today, I would like to continue my preaching the keys to a blessed life. And I taught the first one many weeks ago. I don't remember what week, but I mentioned about the keys to walking into the blessing, walking into success, prosperity, breakthroughs, and the good things from heaven. What I am preaching now is not just theory in the Bible. It's not just doctrine, but I am speaking from my personal experience of practicing what I learned from the Bible in the past 40 years. When I became a Christian, I began to study the Bible. And whatever God said to me, I put it into practice. And I can see that when I followed this manual, follow the principle of God here. My life becomes successful. Blessed, healthy, see the miracle of God happen in my life. So I want to share all this secret with you. I learned all this secret in the past 40 years. In the last sermon, I talked about five secrets or keys. Number one, we need to live a life of repentance. Whenever God Tell us what is wrong. We should repent as soon as possible. Turn around. Don't walk in stubbornness, rebellion, and do in whatever that is against God. We should submit to God, repent in our heart, and change our lifestyle. I noticed that God really blessed those who repent. Number two, we need to really be diligent studious and disciplined in studying the Bible, reading the Bible, and listening to very good anointed preaching and putting them into practice. The Word of God is like medicine. The Word of God is a spiritual food to our soul, our spirit. When we get good food, we will be stronger and healthier, and it will heal our life. So that is how I walk in the past Many years, I always get into the Word, study the Word. Pastor Dar can be my witness that I study the Word of God every day. I listen to the good teaching every day. And I take serious about putting the teaching into practice in my own life. In my job, in my family life, I want to obey the Word of God. The Bible says when we obey the voice of God, He will bless us. The blessing of God shall overtake us or run after us. So we want to get to know the Word. Number three, we need to live a life of forgiveness. Forgiveness is the key to bring blessing from God. Unforgiveness will bring curses. All of us have been mistreated. All of us have been facing somebody who has done something wrong to us. We need to forgive them. Let them go. Don't hold grudges against anybody. Just forgive people. Let them go. And we're going to walk in the blessing. Number four, we learn that in order to receive the manifestation of fulfillment of the promises of God in the Bible, the promise of God is all good. And we need to receive his blessing and the fulfillment of His promises by faith. Faith is like a hand to receive the things from God from heaven. Therefore, we need to build faith. We need to learn how to walk by faith. The Bible says faith is the victory. When we have faith, we have victory. And how can we have faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. Faith comes by the Holy Spirit. And faith comes by the association with people of faith. This is why your close friend should be Christians who are strong in faith. You walk by faith. You receive everything by faith. Every time I pray, I check my heart first. Do I pray out of tradition or out of ritual or I pray by faith? So I have to stir up my heart that, okay, I'm going to pray this by faith. I'm going to receive from God by faith. So that is the fourth key. The fifth key is To live for the kingdom. Seek the kingdom of God first. God come first. All these 40 years, Pastor Dan and I have been seeking the kingdom of God. We want to please God. Whatever God tells us to do, we obey. Every decision we make in our life, we think, is this good for the kingdom? The house we bought, the car we bought, anything we did in our life, and we have done in our life, we think, is this good for the kingdom? We want to seek the kingdom of God first. And we can see that God really blesses us because we think about the business of the kingdom more than our own business. Now, we're going to talk about the six key. We're going to talk six more keys today. I'm going to go quickly, six more keys. In the book of Psalm 16, verse 11. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand, in his presence, at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. The sixth key is to dwell in God's tangible presence. Many Christians don't understand the word tangible presence. God is omnipresent. God is everywhere. Whether you are in an island or you fly to Europe, God is there. You cannot hide yourself from God at all. God is everywhere. He sees everything. But there is another thing, is God's tangible presence. The Bible used the word the glory. The word of glory in the Hebrew language means the tangible, thick presence of God. We want to live in the thick, tangible presence of God all the days of our life. That's why our church welcome the tangible presence of God. When the presence of God shows up, what happened? All the things that belong to him shows up. Is that right? When a millionaire shows up, he show up with his signature, checkbook. He show up with his things. So we want God to show up in our life. This is why I, myself, and Pastor Dahl love to go to revival service out of town. Because God showed up stronger in the revival service when we fly out to somewhere. People fly from everywhere and they are hungry. They want the tangible presence of God. And miracle happened. We got healed so many times in revival service when we flew out of town. God just healed us in the presence of God. There is one sister in the church. She had seizure for many years because the ear, nose, throat doctor poked the instrument through her skull and punctured into her brain. Therefore, she got seizure for more than 10 years. And one day, she traveled with us to California to the camp in California. The presence of God was so strong; the glory was there, and she got touched by the glory, by the presence of God. Seizure was gone. Since then, she never have seizure again. God touched her. When God' presence show up, He will come with His money. He will come with His wisdom, strength, anointing, good things, direction. He will come with His grace. That's why I love the presence of God. I got touched by the presence of God since 1983 and got touched again in 1996, 1997. The presence of God show up. I love the tangible presence of God. I want him to be with me all the time so that heaven is with me. The Bible gives us prophecy about the end time church. We want to build a good church, the end time church. And God expects the end-time church to be filled with the glory, with the presence of God. I love to see that happen in our church. Right now in Bangkok, Thailand, there are churches that follow our ministry. And the presence of God in there was so strong. It's so strong every Sunday. People got healed like a popcorn. Pop, pop, pop. Demon come out from people. Broken family restored People who got into big debt, the debt pay off. And people who lost job, they got a job. And these people really serious about listening to our teaching. And they have faith to receive the glory. The presence of God show up. And miracles and great things show up there. I want this to happen in America too. That we are hungry for the presence of God. In the book of Haggai chapter 2 verses 6 to 9. For thus says the Lord of hosts. Yet once more, in a little while, I will shake and make tremble the starry heavens, the earth, the sea, the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and this desire and the precious things of all nations shall come in. Come in where? And I will fill this house. This is a prophecy of the end-time church. The house of God is the church. What happened? If you get a purse of a woman, open the zip, turn it around, upside down and shake. What happened? Everything come out from that purse. The credit card, the cash, the money, the key, everything will come out from that purse. God is shaking heaven, the atmosphere, the natural thing, the nations and the people, that the precious thing will come out into his church. The church that welcome the glory of God. And he continued to say, I will fill this house with splendor. Splendor means the tangible presence of God. Says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine. Says the Lord of hosts. God say that he's going to shake the silver and gold and pour into the church. The latter glory, what is the glory? Kabod. Tangible presence of God. Of this house, of the end time church, with the successor to which Jesus came, shall be greater than the former. The glory, the tangible presence of God in the end time church will be greater than the book of Acts church. We are living in the end time. We expect the tangible presence of God. Say the Lord of hosts, and in this place, what place? The church, that welcome the presence of God, that welcome the tangible glory of God. I will give peace and prosperity, says the Lord of hosts. So the key is to build the church that is full of the presence of God. The presence of God can be with you personally at home. Sometime in my house, I listen to some teaching or pray, and the presence of God touched me, and I start to cry, and laugh, and get drunk in the Holy Spirit in my own home. But there is also the tangible presence of God in the corporate meeting, in the place that a lot of people come together to meet Him. And that is even stronger than the personal experience of the glory at home. And when God shows up, great things show up. Shalom. The word peace and prosperity come from the Hebrew language. Shalom. What does shalom mean? It means seven things, and I want to say seven P. Number one, protection. When shalom is there, there is supernatural, divine protection. Prophetic words. In other words, God going to speak to you and tell you what to do what you can say to your boss, what you can say to your children or to your loved ones. Prosperity, peace, power, provision, and productivity. Everyone say protection. Everyone say prophetic words. Everyone say prosperity. Everyone says peace. Power. Power. Provision, productivity. When you are in the church that welcome the glory, all these seven Ps will happen to you. And that is my experience. I noticed that members of New Hope who really love the presence of God experience special protection, supernatural prophetic words, productivity, prosperity, Peace. I talked to one brother in the church. He worked for T-Mobile. He got in there in a low position in T-Mobile, worked as an IT guy. And he is a very faithful title. He's faithful in serving God in our church. He said that suddenly the boss called him in and said, um, do you want a promotion? Uh, what promotion is this? I never even applied for promotion. We're going to appoint you to be director of T-Mobile, who was shocked. Suddenly, this promotion came to him. This blessing come to him because he loved to be in the presence of God. He served the Lord faithfully in our church. God can bless you, give you well-being, prosperity and security, protection when you are in the presence of God. Amen. I want the presence of God to be around me and go with me everywhere. I want his presence to be with me. It's like I want the presence of Pasada to go with me everywhere. Pasada is a human, it's wonderful to be around Pasada, but even more wonderful to be around the presence of the almighty God. He is with us. He paved the way for us. He Open the way. He is before us. He is behind us. When the fire comes around us, He will surround us, and the fire cannot even touch our clothes, and no smell of smoke on our body, because the presence of God is around us. Amen? So, we need to love the presence of God, the glory of the Lord, and build the glorious church. Not only really that, in Matthew chapter 3, verses 11 to 12, the seven key, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming, means Jesus Christ, after me is mightier than I. I mean John the Baptist. Jesus came after John the Baptist. Whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand. And he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor, and gather his wheat into the barn. But he will burn up the chaff, the junk, the wrong thing, with unquenchable fire. The seventh key to live in the blessing, to live in the glory, to live in victory, is to welcome the fire of God to touch our life, to be touched or to be baptized by the fire of God on a regular basis. There are four kinds of fire in the Bible. The first kind of fire is the fire of hell. How many people want to go to the hell fire? I hope not. Okay. Two, the fire at the judgment seat of Christ. On the last day, we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, one by one. I cannot help you that day, I'm sorry. You have to give your account to Jesus yourself. And that day, he will not judge you because you are believers. He will not judge you to go to hell. He to examine your life whether you're going to have rewards in heaven or not. And one of the things at the judgment seat of Christ is that he will bring the fire of God to examine whether you are gold or silver or diamond or you are just hay and wood. In other words, the fire of God at the judgment seat going to show that you serve God faithfully or not? Do you serve God with the right attitude and motive or not? Some Christians will go to heaven, but zero reward, nothing. Go to heaven without any reward at all because they never serve God. They never get involved in ministry. They never live for God. They just live selfishly for themselves. But some people may serve God, but with the wrong motive and attitude for position for money. So the fire of God will burn that up and there will not get any reward either. Fourth, uh, the third fire is the fire of trials, hardships, and the fire of tests. God can test our faith by allowing us to go through some difficulties, hardships, to see that we really have a genuine faith. Are we made up of the right thing or not? So that is the third fire. The fourth fire is the fire of cleansing of the Holy Spirit that the fire of the Holy Spirit touches, I tell you, it's so wonderful. I'm not talking like this from theory. I'm not talking like this from doctrine. I have my own personal experiences. Since 1996, I have been touched by the fire of God. And the fire of God burned all the chaff, or the junk, or the draws out of me. Why we need the fire of God? Why we need to be cleaned up by the fire? Because wrong thing in our life really stop us from receiving the blessing from God. How many people want to have sickness in your body? How many people want to have curses? How many people want demons to go into your life and stay there? I don't want demons. I don't want chains, shackles, jokes, burden. I don't want anything that really hold me back and steal from me and kill me. Who can burn all those things out? The fire. The fire of God burn demons out. Bondage, chains, shackles out of your life. Those things hold you back from having the super abundant and blessed life. Some bad habits. Maybe some people have the bad habit of pornography. Or some people may have a bad habit of being lazy. Never read the Bible or being lukewarm. All these things go out. I tell you, from my personal experience, I really see that the fire of God burn a lot of junk out of me. And I can become more like Jesus. I can have the life of God in me. All the negative things go out by the fire. And the positive things come into my life so that I can live in the blessing of God. We need the fire of God to burn the church, to really cleanse the church. Amen. Some of you may not understand what I'm talking about, but I'm really have the first hand experience. Amen. So, it's so important to be touched again and again by the fire of God. That's why our church lay hand and move in the fire. Let people get touched by the fire of God on the regular basis. Number 8. The book of Exodus chapter 20 verses 3 to 6. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity. The word iniquity in the Hebrew language means sin and the consequences of sin. When you sin, you're going to reap the consequence of sin. The word iniquity means when you sin, you're going to face trouble. The iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. But showing mercy to thousands, to those who Love me and keep my commandments. The eighth key is to love God with all your heart, with all your soul and your spirit and your strength. You love the Lord. The problem is this. As human beings, we can love other things. When I was a young man, a young boy, my dad's house was full of idols. I worship Buddha image. I worship lots of demons, all kinds of God, picture, and all kinds of supernatural things when I was young. And one day I gave my life to Jesus and I stopped worshipping those things. I throw them away. Actually a lot of money. It's very they are very expensive. So I burned them. I throw them away. And I said I don't need anything. Like this anymore. I want to only worship God. I want to give my life to God. I have only one God in my life. In America, you may not see those idols. But there are some other idols in America. Smartphone. People. All day long, watching something in a smartphone. Idol can be TikTok. You're playing TikTok all day long. Idol can be money, can be anything in this world, and God is the least of your life. You don't care much about God. You just care about going through smartphone. My brothers and sisters, we need to be careful. We may not have idols, the picture or the statue on the shelf, but we have other idols in our life, or money can be our idol. Big house, nice car. Anything can be idol. And God say, if you have those idols, you don't love me with all your heart, you love something else, you're going to face some curses. And the curse will go down to the third and fourth generations. I don't want that. I want the blessing. How many people choose the blessing? Raise your hand up. What to do to choose the blessing? Love your God. And thank God the blessing will go down to the thousand generations. Amen. Make a decision to love your God. In John chapter 14, 23 to 24, Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. Special love from God. God actually loves everybody on this planet Earth. But God will show special love to those who love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. The presence of God will be with us. Everywhere we go, God the Father and God the Son are with us. We go with the presence of God. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. When you love God, God promised that I will give special love, special favor to you. Is that what you see in the Bible? Joseph, King David, Ruth, Esther, Peter, all these people, Joshua, Caleb, all these people walk in the love of God, they love God so much. And God shows special favor to them, victory. They really has the presence of God. Look at the three Jewish, three Hebrew young men who were thrown into the fiery furnace. God was with them and the fire could not burn them at all. Because they loved God so much, they did not bow down to the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar built up and asked people to worship that idol. You can see here that we need to love our God more than anything else, and then we're going to be blessed, and God going to be with us. John chapter 15, verses 10 to 12. If you keep my commandments you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. When I read the word abide, I think about being in a bubble. Everywhere I go, the bubble of his love surrounds me everywhere. He goes before me, he's behind me, he's on my side, and he takes care of me. This thing I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. My brother and sister, the eighth key to prosperity, to victory, to breakthroughs, success, and experiencing the goodness of God is to love God with all your heart, with all your soul and spirit, and you love other people. That's why the Bible commands us Ephesians chapter 6, verses 2 to 3, to love our parents, honor our parents, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. You love your parents, you honor them, you're going to live a long life. Everything will go well with you. Love your parents, honor them, love brother and sister, love God. How many people have seen God? Raise your hand up. No one? Oh, you are my friend. i never seen God either. God is in heaven. According to the Bible, no one in the world can see the Father. There is no way you can use your physical eyes to see the heavenly Father. We don't see Jesus. Jesus already in heaven. Some people, Jesus may show up in their house show up and then they see Jesus with their eyes, but it's rare. But we can show love to him even though we have not seen him by showing love to his body, by building his body, by participating in building the church. The body is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in the practical way. You show love to Jesus by being involved in building his body, Loving the church. Love your pastor. Love people around you in the church. Take care of them. Bless them. Be a blessing to them. You always want to encourage people. Come to church and be the blessing to others. You show love to God by loving brothers and sisters in the church. Amen? So, love God with all your heart and love others. That is the eighth key or the eighth principle. Number nine, I have three more to go and then done. Galatians chapter six, verses seven to nine. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. Our God is a just God. Sometimes people have a question. Why that guy has been blessed so much? Why have that family been so blessed by God? They have victory all the time. Why? I'm in trouble all the time. Why Christians in the church are not the same? Some people are more blessed. Some people are less blessed. Do you know why? Because God is just. He treats you according to his justice too. He is fair. Because not every believer loves God. Not every believer serves God. Some believers are selfish. They live for themselves. Not every believer obey God. I'm not condemning anyone. I'm trying to wake you up. You need to do your part. Because God is a God of justice. Otherwise, not fair. Pastor Dar and I serve God so much. We sacrifice so much. We spend our own money for the church. Everything. Definitely God bless us. Because all these 40 years, we have been Living for God. God bless us. He's fair. That is how God works. So you need to understand God is a God of justice. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. So let us not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up So the nine principle you sow good things all the time you sow the things of the spirit you sow love you will reap love you sow your finances you will reap finances. I give you an example. There is one church in Thailand. Every single month, they send us tithes to this church. And that church keeps reaping, keep reaping. More money comes in. They sow money, they reap money. That church grows so fast. Right now they have more than 600 members. Only started about two years ago. Bigger than our church now. They keep sowing and sowing. I noticed that many members in our church are so generous. They keep sowing and God really bless them. Bless their business, bless their restaurant. Because they keep sowing and blessing. And God bless them. You reap what you sow. I remember there is a movie named Home Alone. In that movie, a bad guy have a glove with glue on it. So whatever he touch, stick with his hand. How many people watch that movie? Home Alone. When I watched that movie, I was thinking about some Christians who have glue on their hand. They never give anything. That's why they never can receive anything either because they never give. They have glue on their hand. If you want to really receive, you need to sow. I read the book of Pastor Dodie Osteen. She was diagnosed as having liver cancer. The doctor said you will not live more than six months. You're going to die. Right away, she did two things. She put all the healing scripture on her refrigerator. She kept reading the scripture to build faith. And not only that, instead of, living at home, feel pity on herself, waiting to die. She went out and prayed for the sick. She blessed people to pray for the sick and she got healed. Because she gave healing to people. She received healing. There's a story in the Bible about Abraham. Abraham prayed for a king, concubine. The king's wife that they could not, the whole palace became infertile. No babies in that palace. So Abraham prayed for this king that he will have kids. What happened? Sarah got pregnant at 90 years old. You see, you reap what you sow. When you give, you shall receive. Give service. Help people. Visit people. I'm glad that I married a, a giver woman. Giving woman. Yesterday we went to visit our grandchildren because their birthday and after we visit them, Pastor say, uh, I need to go to the shopping mall. I said, why? Because I'm tired. And I need to go home and prepare for tomorrow. She walked into the Bellevue Mall and she bought many gifts. And I said, why you bought this purse? You don't need a purse. You have enough. No, <laughs> I bought this purse to give a gift to a lady from another state. Why you bought this cloth? This is baby cloth. We don't have newborn anymore. We cannot have kids anymore. She said, because a daughter of a member of the church have a daughter. We want to give the gift to this granddaughter of the member of a church. She always thinking about giving, blessing, showing love to people. If you want to be blessed by God, sow the seed. Love people. Do good to people. Don't live just for yourself. Don't be selfish. Sowing the seed. Help people. Amen? One man in our church, you don't know him. His name is Son. This man worked for Boeing. And he really is a giver. His wife orders dinner for us almost every week. And he, anytime I called him, have, my computer have problem, he will come in right away, give me service of fixing my computer. Every time, even midnight, he will come in. And suddenly, Boeing promoted him. Become a boss. And got into a new department, and he got the salary increase. Because he learned to give. He gave his service. He, his wife is generous, always bless the pastor. You can see that sowing seed sowing the good thing is so important so you can reap back. That is the principle of God. Number 10, Proverbs eighteen twenty one: 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. They also indulge in it, shall eat the fruit of it, life and death. The 10 principle of how to live a victorious life. Watch your mouth. Don't speak curses to yourself or to other people. Don't speak negative. I'm old. I'm terrible. I'm sick. I'm a failure. I'm weak. Don't speak those things. Speak only positive things. I'm blessed. Everyone say, I'm blessed. I'm I'm good looking. I'm wealthy. I'm rich. I'm I'm younger than age. (laughs) I'm highly favored. I'm anointed. I'm successful. I'm healthy. I'm loved by God. I'm valuable. Should you say like that? This is how I live. Anytime I see problem, I will not Speak negative. For example, my little granddaughter, she got a call from somebody. She have running nose and have a hard time sleeping. When I look at her, Millie, you are healed. Millie, you are strong. Millie, you are healthy. I'm not going to flow with the sickness. I'm going to speak positive to my granddaughter. Amen. You are successful. One day, you're going to marry a godly man. You're going to be a beautiful girl, highly educated, on fire for God. You're going to live for God. I speak positive to my children and grandchildren. You should speak positive about yourself and to other people. Always speak positive. Before I perform any surgery on my patient, I will say, you're going to be fine. No complication. You're going to recover very fast. You're going to go back to work and you're going to be healthy and strong again. That's how I speak to my patients. Amen. Everyone say, Speak positive. Speak blessing. Amen. Last one. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 34. He mocks proud mockers, but gives grace to the humble. Stay humble all the days of your life. Luke chapter 18, verse 16. Then Jesus called the children over to him and said to the disciples, Let the little children come to me. Never send them away. For the kingdom of God belongs to men who have hearts as trusting as these little children's. You need to be humble like little children all the days of your life. No matter how successful you are, how rich you are, how beautiful and handsome you are, no matter How great you are. You give glory to God. You stay humble all the day of your life. You never think that it's me. It's my ability. No. You think that everything comes to you by grace. Amen? You give glory to God. You give honor to God. You don't lift yourself up. You don't think that you are the best person. No, other people are better than you. Really. Don't lift yourself up. Don't promote yourself. Don't be entitled. Oh, I deserve this. No, 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 no. You don't deserve anything. All the good things come to you by grace. Give God the glory. Yesterday we have interesting conversation at home. Pastor Dar said that a group of people came into the online Bible study with her. This is people from out of town. And they say that, oh, Pastor Da, we like you so much. Oh, so many people listen to your teaching. And Pastor Da think in her heart, oh, no, 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 I don't care about this number. It's not about how many people follow me. It's about the glory of God. And when I heard she say that to me, I was thinking the same thing. It's not about me. It's about God and them. We want them to be blessed. We want them to be successful. We want them to be the head, not the tail. We want them to be fruitful. It's not about me at all. I'm dead. I decrease. He increases. Stay humble. Because when you stay humble all the days of your life, you're going to receive more grace from God. We need the grace of God in everything we do. Humility, open the door of heaven to bring the grace upon our life, the favor of God upon our life. Amen? So 11 keys. Number one, repent of your sin every day. Number two, read the Bible, listen to good teaching, anointed teaching, and put the word of God into practice. Since I became a new believer, 40 years ago, I listen to good teaching every day. I read the Bible every day. I study the Bible. Even now, I still study the Bible. I'm always in the Word of God. Three, forgiveness. Four, walk by faith. Keep increasing, growing up in your faith so that the promises of God shall be fulfilled in your life. Five, seeking the kingdom of God first. God come first in your life, not other things. Six, love to be in the tangible presence of God. Help build the glorious church, the church that welcome the presence of God. Sometimes people wrote to me and asked me, Pastor, why I have so much debt? Why I'm so in trouble? Why I'm sick all the time? One of the answers that I told people, do you go to church that welcome the glory? Or do you just go to any church? It's so important that you are in the presence of God on a regular basis to clean you up. Seven, allow the fire of God to purify you. Get rid of the junk, get rid of the chaff out of you. Eight, love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbors as yourself. Nine, keep sowing what is good. Don't be like that man in home alone. Sowing. Let go. Give. Amen. Ten. Ten. Don't speak negative. Speak only the blessing to yourself, to your kids, to people around you. You are healed, you are blessed. Keep speaking positive, And you're going to see the positive happen in your life. You have the power in your mouth to speak. Amen? Every time I see myself in a mirror in the morning, I say, God, I'm going to live a long life. I'm going to be healthy. At 100 years old, I still travel with Pasadena. I still can enjoy life. I'm not going to be on a wheelchair at 100 years old. My legs still strong. Amen. Amen? Speak positive to yourself, to your kids. You learn something? How many people are going to put all this principle into practice? Amen. Father, we thank you so much for showing us the principle in the Bible, how we should live. The keys to success, to prosperity, breakthroughs, victory. The keys to good breaks. The keys to receive the goodness of God. Lord, the Bible is our manual, Lord. You give us this manual, how to live on this planet Earth. And we're going to follow this Emmanuel, Father, we thank you so much. Father, I admit to you, Lord, I want to see all of my brothers and sisters in this church to be blessed. Lord, our young people will marry godly people. You will provide for them the right man and right woman, Lord. You shall give them the good job. They will be promoted in their workplace. They shall have more than enough to do every good deed, Lord, and they will be healthy. They will not be afflicted by any sickness and disease or any cancer, Lord. Lord, I believe my brother and sister will follow your direction, Lord, and they shall experience your goodness, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. If you are not sure that Jesus Christ is your Lord and your Savior you are not sure that you have relationship with God maybe you know about Jesus maybe you grow up in the church maybe you have been really hurt and offended by the church forget the past God has a new future for you give your life to Jesus give your life to the Lord. If you want to do that, pray with me. I did that 40 years ago. I was a very prideful, arrogant man. I was so full of sin, full of problems before I gave my life to Jesus. I knew that if I had not believed in Jesus, I would have divorced by now my children may be in trouble because I was a sinner. But I gave my life to Jesus and I followed Him day by day in obedience. And I noticed God brought me higher into the blessing. And now, actually, we just went to Utah for a family vacation. And the whole family, including all three grandchildren, sitting there for dinner one day. We went to eat steak. Everyone say the same thing. Everyone have a chance to say something, even the 10 years old grandson and daughter, to talk about me, the dad and the grandfather. Congratulate that I'm retired from my medical practice with good reputation, no lawsuit, nothing. The government did not take my license away. I was a successful neurosurgeon. And one of the things that all of these children and grandchildren say, Daddy, Tata, Tata means Grandpa, in Thai, Grandpa on the mother's side. We thank you that you follow God. You serve the Lord. You're so faithful. You are a godly man. That's why we have been blessed so much through your life. They all cry. I cry. And I know the blessing comes to my family because I follow what God says. I am a living proof Of what the Bible says, I am a living proof. I want to encourage all of you to really give your life to Jesus and start to walk with him according to what God says here. And you will be blessed, and your children shall be blessed to the thousand generation. Obey Him, do what is right, be faithful, be righteous. I would like to lead you to pray, to receive Jesus into your heart. Father in heaven, follow my prayer. Father in heaven, I admit, Lord, I am a sinner. I have made many mistakes. Lord, I want to come back home. I give my life to you. From today on, God, the Creator, you are my good Father and I am your child. You send your Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross to pay for my sins. Lord Jesus, you were raised from the dead on the third day. You are alive. You are not the dead God. Come into my life right now, Jesus. Sit on the throne of my life. I repent of my sin. From today on, I will follow you. Teach me, Lord. Protect me. Guide me. Use me. Bless me. Heal me. Show your grace to me, Lord, you will take me higher and higher into your high mountain, Lord, a blessing. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus.